Good morning, everybody. I'm just going to pull this down because I'm not as tall as everybody else. <clears throat> I just want to, I don't know where to start. Um, I feel like the sermon's already been said, actually. Um, I think it, it's all come out, but I guess I'm going to reiterate and bring it out in slightly different ways. A word from, the, from that last song, The Things of the Earth will grow strangely dim. And that actually is what I want to talk about. Um, I've titled uh, the talk today, We Will Run and Not Grow Weary. We want to soar, don't we, like eagles. Um, And yet somehow life seems to pull you down. And that's what I want to kind of dig into and learn a bit about and hopefully gives you some hope because that's what it's all about. Yeah, um, if if our faith is anything, it's about hope for something different, isn't it? Um, it gives us that strength to keep going. But we leak. Oh, that's what I find. I seem to leak and my hope seems to disappear. And, it, and, and where it might be big, it, might, it ends up getting smaller. Um, as we as elders discussed and prayed about what we felt was a good theme for the year, David's already told us a bit about that this morning we were all struck by how big the changes have been in the last 12 months many many people now work from home who never did before and many organizations are planning to leave it that way our neighbor next door works for the police she works in a uh, used to work down at Winfrith um, all the time she now works from home and and they're not going back they've decided they're not going to do that and that's happening all over in all sorts of organizations Um, The world is a different place to what it was a year ago. And and that's hard, isn't it? We've had to learn so much. Um, Remember that. It's been hard, and and we'll come back to it. Most of us now have meetings in a virtual way. I don't know whether you've tried it or hated it uh, or loved it. What I found, I was on a course... um, I was on a counselling course uh, in the latter part of the year and the early part of this year, and I thought, this is never going to work. But you know what? Those people that I've done an online course, and I'm now a part qualified counsellor from doing it, um, I count them as my friends, but actually I've I've only met them once or twice. And I find that amazing, because I would never have dreamt that that would be the place I'm in now. So yes, there's been some hard things, but I think there's been some good things too. Uh, they're strange times, though, aren't they? It's very strange. And it's challenging. And it's challenging the ways that we think and the way that we work and the way that we interact. They're huge changes for us all. But what's so good is God remains the same. He is unchanging. So that was how our theme came about. I think it's part of the core of what it is to be a Christian in this world. Because... If God is unchanging, he really can be that rock that uh, I think Robin talked about, the rock in his prayers. Absolutely. He can be the rock that we build our life on. He's the hope that is constant, as we started with. So those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Praise God. And it goes on to say that they will then soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. 
and they will walk and not be faint. I want some of that, don't you? Yeah? I know I grow irritable and grumpy. Um, I'm sad to say that... Oh, I'm just going to grab something just to show you. My, my kids, they're so used to me being grumpy, they buy me cups with Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> So we've got, we've got Mr. Grumpy. I don't know whether you, you probably can't see it because it's so dark. It says, don't bother me on it. <laughs> and we've got, who said I was grumpy? <clears throat> yes. So I'm preaching to myself as much as to anybody else here, right? But what, where am I going with this? Well, you know what? I want to change the way you think this morning, if I can. Scripturally, of course. Um, I want to change your worldview, because so often our, we, we conform to this world. We conform to what, um, to what is kind of thrown onto us, what happens around us, and we start doing the stuff that everybody else around us is doing. But Jesus calls us to something different. Um, I want us to discuss why we grow weary. I want us to learn how we can lean in, live in the truth of this verse we can soar. We can run and not grow weary. And I want us to be encouraged to keep going, to get focused. So why do we grow weary? As I've already mentioned a little bit, life tends to drag us down. That's what I feel anyway, or that's what I find. It seems to have a never-ending pressure, and yet God does talk about us soaring like eagles. Jesus talks about how his burden is easy and his yoke is light. And I really want some of that, because that's not what it feels like. Life is, I find life is hard. So as I was prayer, preparing for today, I was, I, I was reminded of, of a book that I read a few years ago that David Holman recommended to me. Um, it's called Falling Upward. <clears throat> I don't know whether you've ever come across it. Um, it's guy, by a guy called Richard Rohr. He's a Catholic and a Franciscan, and I, I probably put that really the wrong way round. He's a Franciscan and a Catholic. I don't know whether you know much about you know, the way that works, but I would say he's more Franciscan than he is Catholic. In, in fact, he's quite, he says you can't change something unless you're a part of it. And he's quite outspoken about church and church organisations in general, um, not, not just the Catholic Church, but the broader church. Um, um, anyway, it, falling upward, and that's what I'm going to talk a, a little, bit, little bit about. It's all about how we have to fail or, or how we have to fall in order to learn the lessons of life. He says that the fir- in, in the first of our first... Sorry, the words are not coming. In the first half of our lives, we, we learn what it is to be ourselves, the, the person that God made you. And then in the second, of our lives, when we're, second half of our lives, that we, because we're now comfortable with who we are, we can actually get on and do the thing that God put us here to do. And yet the world, of course, does, talks about something different. It talks about we have to win. 
he talks about how we have to be the best. Um, and he's saying, no, you've got to fail. Because if you don't fail, you can't learn the lessons. It's a different way of looking at the life. He talks about when he was working with men as a, as a counsellor and a spiritual director. Um, oh, by the way, this applies to everybody. It's not just about men. Um, he found one of the first things that he had to teach people was that life's hard. Because the world says, no, you can achieve what you like. You can, you can do what you want. You can, you can get to the top. You can do, you can do all these things. You're, you're going to make it. You, you know, if you work hard, you're going to get there. But the reality is, you know, 99% of us are not going to make it to the top. 99% of us are not going to be the best. So that means that 99% of us are going to fail in that thing. And that's what the world is telling us. But praise God, our God doesn't say that at all. He says, I love you for who you are. He says, I forgive you for all your sins. He says that he just loves you. So it's all about reframing our thinking. When we first become Christians, we have a a vitality and an energy, a life force. That hope is big, generally. Um, And it comes from our faith, and it's wonderful to see. Think back to you when, when you were a new Christian. It was probably a bit weird, I mean, I know I found it a bit weird, all these new words to learn and all, and, the, and these people who were being so nice to me, which is a bit weird anyway. Um, but it was exciting too, yeah? And, I, and you probably saw God in everything, even the little things, yeah? And God, God showing you the ways forward and the way to do things, and it's th- that strength of hope that was in you that we now have in Jesus that just bubbles out of new Christians. I remember joining a new church in in Blanford. We'd moved fairly recently. And um, we'd we'd been in the Anglican church for a little while in Blanford, and it it had been okay. And then we joined this new church, and it was just God was moving. And we were excited to go to church on a Sunday morning. And, and, you know, you, you were going to church to meet God. I mean, that was, that was the way we fell. Um, and, and that was, I, 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 I can just remember that period, and we, can, and we often talk about that period in our family, of, of just being so aware of what God was doing in, in our lives and the, and the community that we were in. And, um, and it seems to me, 20, 30 years on from there, that, it seems to just kind of fade away. But God isn't changing. God's still there. God still wants to be talking to you in the same way, but somehow that hope that was way huge has kind of got a bit smaller and a bit smaller, and we seem to have leaked. So what can we do? When our hope is small and life throws the inevitable things at us, we we seem to buckle under the pressure. But when it's large, we seem to be able to deal with it. We seem to be able to rise above it. And I'm sure that's what God wants, that our hope's big enough to be able to rise above those things. Can I just have a drink? Dr. Valerie Malholmes was part of a research team 
into people who grew up in poverty and yet managed, excuse me, <coughs> and yet managed to find success in life. This is not a, a religious thing, it's not a Christian thing in any way. This was just re- outside, out there research. Um, they found that the most common factor between all these successful people was that they had hope. She goes on to say that hope involves planning, motivation and determination and without hope, we humans do not achieve. And we have an eternal hope. Not, not, not just hope in the fact that we'll have a good job or hope in the fact that we've got enough money to live on and we've got a nice house at the moment and all of those things, but hope in an eternal God. That should give us a bigger hope, shouldn't it? But it isn't how some of us feel, and certainly how I don't, I, I don't feel that way in many times. I believe there are several elements to why it's so hard. Richard Raw brings us a view of life that is so countercultural. He says about the first half of our life that we've got to learn to live in the world. We've got to try new things. We've got to push some boundaries. We've got to fail. We've got to dust ourselves off, get up and get on again. Falling is part of our human condition, but our culture that we live in is all about winning, about beating, about being the person on top. And there is a huge tension there. Richard Durant would argue, and I believe it to be true, that we are called on a life journey that involves doing and failing and learning from our mistakes and carrying on. I think God calls us to that kind of life. Also, our culture is so risk-averse that we're afraid to try that new thing, and especially when this is reinforced by our experiences. So when we fail, you know, we kind of, we're, we're afraid to try it, and then we do try something, and then it goes wrong. Suddenly, well, that, that must be true then. We can't do it, you know? I mean, all we have to think about is all the legislation that's come in the last 30-odd years. Think about health and safety, risk management, safeguarding. I mean, it is just massive, and it controls much of what we do. And those are just the things that come immediately to my mind. I'm sure there are other things. And all of them are good in their own right. But sadly, as a byproduct, they push us into doing less, trying less, And we end up doing nothing because we end up feeling it's just too risky to do anything. The legislation is there to create safe boundaries, to work work in and not to stop us doing new things. It's there to help us do those new things well. But unfortunately, it doesn't feel like that, does it? Our culture and our worldview have a huge impact on what we do. So what's the answer? Well, the trite answer is read Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. It sounds so easy. Not. (laughs) And that's what Richard Raw is encouraging us to do, to get a godly perspective to see it as a life journey with lessons that come and go and come back again. 
I said lessons, didn't I? I meant seasons. We have seasons that come and go and come back again. When things get tough, take a step back and focus on God. Try to get his perspective. And if you find that hard, talk, talk with someone that you trust. Perhaps one of the leaders here. If you can keep some perspective, you can keep some hope. Yeah? We all struggle with the, today, with the day-to-day. I know I do. Often when we elders meet together, we have a time to say what's going on in our lives. And I often will blab out all my frustrations of the day and what's going on in my life at the moment. There's usually quite a list. Isn't that right, David? But I know, and they know, that tomorrow is a new day. And while I might be frustrated today, and it's been hard, I'll have a different perspective, and often a way through those frustrations. But we all need a place to let it out, don't we? Thank you guys for listening. Find a place to let it all out. You know, it's okay to have a rant at God. He's got big shoulders, you know. He can cope. You might think that that would be irreverent or that he doesn't want to know. But he knows your frustrations and anger. He knows your loss and your hurt. He knows you right down to those dark thoughts that are inside. And yet he still loves us with an unconditional love that most of us are yet to feel fully. If only we would let ourselves be the person that he made us to be. God is the rock that we stand on. He walks with us and he guides us when we let him. That thought is a part of my testimony. At some point in my teenage years, I came to the conclusion that this life was pointless. I was in the RAF at the time, uh, and, and what, I got, what, what I was thinking through was, you, you, get to eat some, you get up, you eat some food, you go to work, you do lots of stuff that someone else has told you to do, you come home, you eat some food, maybe blob in front of the TV or read or whatever you do to chill out. And then you go to sleep and you start it all again. I wasn't looking forward to that kind of life. I don't know about you. So what did I do? I went looking for some meaning to life. I studied all sorts of spiritual stuff. I looked into tarot and learned about runes. I read books about Buddhism and other faiths. I was searching for meaning. I soon found that in Jesus, I found someone I could follow. Someone that I could look up to. His teachings are, in my opinion, the best way to live life. And on top of that, he's God. And I just know that. And I wouldn't say that I was sure that he was God at the time when I gave my life to him. But I'm sure now. And if you're not so sure, ask me about it sometime. Have you read his Gospels and really tried to understand them? I find, I keep going back to the Gospels and reading about what Jesus taught us to do. 
it, it, it just draws me. I'm always reading about what Jesus says. The rest of the Bible, uh, you know, teaches huge amounts, but I just keep going back to there because I want to know what Jesus says about our lives and what we should be doing. <clears throat> if you've never done it, read it. Read it as a way of living your life here on earth. It's why that we were known before we were known as Christians. We were known as people of the way because it's the way to live life. So Jesus draw, drew me to him with a message for life today and a message for the life after we cease to be on this earth. You see, there has to be some point to it all, hasn't there? Don't you think? So I'm going to try and bring all this together. Lots of ideas floating around. God is an unchanging God. It's us that change and lose sight of him. Our hope leaks away and we have to find ways of topping it back up. Coming to church is one way. I worship this morning. It's just lovely being back in church. I don't know about you, but it's just lovely being back. Brings a tear to my eyes because we've just, we've just not been able to do it, have we? It's horrible. But getting involved in church is even better than coming along. There are seasons in our lives where God is close and it's exciting and there are times when he doesn't seem so close. It's just a season. And in all these seasons there are things for us to learn about ourselves and about our God. The main thing is not to lose the hope and the faith that got us here. It's okay to question and worry. If you didn't, you wouldn't be human. The world says that we have to be winners, be top of our game, whatever game we're in. Jesus says, the first will be last and the last will be first. He says the meek will inherit the earth. He says the blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Fill us, Lord. We need you. In fact, the Beatitudes from Matthew 5 that I quoted here are totally countercultural and totally about what the kingdom of God is like. We can't live up to that high bar that Jesus sets for our lives, but we can try and we can be confident that when we fail, God doesn't stop loving us. In fact, I, th- I think he loves us more when we dust ourselves off and set off again to follow wherever he's taking us. Don't you think that it's freeing to live in a worldview that says it's okay to mess up? It's okay to stop for a while and grieve and loss? It's okay to prioritise people over doing and things? It's okay not to be perfect. Because that's the picture I get from the Gospels. And when we can live like that in the security and the knowledge that God is truly for us and not against us, then we truly can soar like eagles. We can run and not grow weary. We just have to be the person we really are, nothing more and nothing less. Thank you.